from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. Welcome, everybody, to the sounding board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Um, and we have another segment of Starting Little, Ending Big with our wonderful elementary school counselors, Jenna James and Elise Hansen. Welcome, guys, back to the show. Good to see you guys. Thanks, Good morning. Nate. Yes. So today we're talking a little bit about classroom management. So at the elementary school level, versus middle school and high school, you guys are in the classrooms a lot more, um, giving faculty trainings, you're giving lessons to the kids. And so a piece that isn't really discussed in the school counseling program is classroom management, like how to teach a lesson. Um, and so you guys were bringing up a good point there. And um, Jenna, you've been implementing um, a whole program with this at your school for the last few years. Mm -hmm. And Elise, you just implemented it this year too. So let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, so about five years ago, well, a little over five years ago, my principal said, I feel like we're really good academically and we know our interventions, we know what we need to do, where I feel like we're a little weaker and need to have, um, we need to get better at this is classroom management. Plus I feel like kids are getting harder. And so she asked me to take it on. Um, she said, I'm telling you to take it on because I know you won't just pick a gimmick. You'll actually research and find out what's best. So I did. I spent about four months researching what gives me the best long-term outcome for these kids. I don't care about right this second. And so anyway, long story short, that's what we've implemented is what we've found the research to be, which is building intrinsic motivation in these kids instead of extrinsic rewards. So we call ourselves a no reward school. And when I say that, I mean, we don't give any type of extrinsic rewards. We you give, don't bribe your kids? What? We do not. No manipulation <laughs> in our school. Uh -uh. And, and no so, gimmicks. And no gimmicks, no tricks, none of that. We don't do any card. I bribe flipping. my four-year-old all the time. Let <laughs> me tell you. Just so <laughs> we don't, we truly don't do any of that. And I think at the onset of this, it kind of scared the teachers feeling like, well, what am I going to use to, I have no leverage. Yeah. I don't have any leverage, but what we've actually found is that the kids have done really, really well. It's brought a lot of peace and calmness to our school. And um, when we say we have no rewards, we, we give a lot of thumbs up and smiles. Right. And Lots of praise. Yes. But we literally say to our kids, doesn't that feel good inside? I love how good that feels when you're mm -hmm. making those choices. And so it truly has been life changing, not just for our students, but our teachers, um, the administration. We um, it's it's changed so much in our school. And so, yeah, we we shared with Elisa's school and district and they actually have implemented this year. And Elise, where where are you guys at? And. Just well, barely getting your feet on the ground. Yeah, I, I do want to back up just a little bit. When Gina told me they were focusing on intrinsic motivation, I thought, okay, that's where I believe it's the, the clue is into helping students be the best that they can be is this right. intrinsic motivation. And so I visited her school and thought, what 
a great program. But when I went back to our administrators and tried to explain it, it they they didn't like what it sounded like. And I, I told them, I said, you've got to hear it from Gina. You've got to visit her school. So um, we got three of our elementary principals to come and visit, and they were hooked. And since then, the other two have been. And so all of our principals have been to visit her school. Um, she's presented to them. We've had her come to our district and presented to all of our teachers and all of the people that work with students on the elementary level came to that training. And so we started implementing it this year. Um, one thing I want to clarify when Gina talks about no rewards, she's talking about not rewarding kids for good behavior, for things that are expected, they're expected to do. But we still have science fairs and have winners with science fair and and history fair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, those kinds of things. But we're not rewarding them for things that they should be doing. You're not getting a skittle for completing a math problem or listening to the teacher. Mm -hmm. But uh, we... Last year, at the end of the year, um, they had had some classroom management problems in one of the upper grades. And so the principal told the teachers about this program that she had just learned about from Gina. And they said, hey, that's the philosophy that I was um, always believed in and that I was taught through my education program. We want to start it. And so that grade started it. The other, the that was our sixth grade. Then our fifth grade heard about what was going on. They said, hey, we want to start this. Then we had a first or a second grade teacher say, okay, now what are they doing? I need some help in my classroom. So then we put everything in place so that we could start it in all of our elementaries, the beginning of this school year. There's bumps here and there, and we're trying to figure things out, but we're seeing a difference. We're not where Gina's school is, but we are better than where we were the year before. Mm -hmm. And, and so, it's a process for sure. Oh, no, yeah. go for it. So, well, I was just going to say, like, what, what does that process entail? Like, how are you going to get these kids to be intrinsically motivated to improve the, you know, behaviors in the classroom and things like that? Well, if we look at education and we look at, you know, I don't know, 50 years ago, there was a lot of punitive happening. Right? <laughs> yep. And then it's almost like we've swung the pendulum clear to the other end, where if they were breathing, we were giving them a good job. and a Right, right. The truth is we've got to get in the middle. The middle is where it's healthy. The middle is where it helps them grow and learn and become. Our whole purpose is really helping them to grow into these amazing people because that's what good people do. And so that's where we, I think we've missed the boat. Kids were being, you know, completely unmotivated because, well, what are you going to give me? What are you going to give me? What are you going to give me? What do I get for this? Right. And here's one thing that we really has been such a benefit of this is you get your hard kids in the classroom, whether that's a rad kid or something else, but the teacher's not about to reward them because they're so difficult and they cause so many mm -hmm. issues in the classroom. And so as she's rewarding all the other kids, all you're doing is driving more anger in those kids. And then pretty soon you can't figure out why 
they're causing so many issues in the classroom. Well, if you just take it all off the table, it stops all that. And yeah. the kids feel a fairness. The kids feel like the teachers care about them. Like that's one thing we didn't expect with the program is once we implement it, all of a sudden I had no kids coming to my office saying my teacher doesn't like me. No one. And that was really? happening all the time before. Right. Because it's just so straightforward and so and so, you know, fair to the kids. It's actually getting... a very simple program. Yeah. Which I think that also sometimes scares people because they're like, wait a minute, it's so simple. It's too good to be true. It work, but it right. does work. And five years in, we live and die by it. I mean, we just really see the differences made for our you kids. Know, that is really interesting because, I mean, when you think about it, sometimes we do get caught up in just wanting, especially with our like our frequent flyers, like at the high school level, kids that are chronically absent or tardy or have issues. So when they do do something that is normal, that is expected of them, we over we 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 reward we over reward it because they haven't done it forever and we're like no we want you to do this there's case in point there is a staff person um who uh this this student had a lot of chronic absence issues and the student showed up for one period and that 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 adult tracked them down and gave them a dr pepper for coming to school for that one period Guess who sloughed the rest of the day after they got their Dr. Pepper? Um, <laughs> so when you're talking about a case in point, we shouldn't be over-rewarding behavior that is normal and expected. And so how, but the question remains, like, how do we get them to be intrinsically motivated? What sort of things do you talk about with them to get them thinking in that way to where they're intrinsically motivated instead of motivated by outside extrinsic things? Well, it's our world that's done this to them. Kids are actually very, they're pleasers. They want to please. They oh, want yeah. to see the smile on your face. They want to see you say, hey, that was awesome that I saw you do that. Mm -hmm. It's us that has forced that other side of it. Ooh, you hear that, yeah. grownups? We suck, okay? <laughs> we suck well, and we with the extrinsic we motivation, <laughs> we're with the extrinsic motivation, we're actually teaching them how to manipulate. Have you ever thought of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys, every single negative thing a kid will ever do is because they learned it from a grown-up 100% of the time. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, but Elise is exactly right. You know, it's just, it teaches them to manipulate, to get what they want, and they will. They will do whatever it takes to get what they want. We, we learned this from animal training. That's where this came from. <laughs> the difference is we are not training animals. We're training humans. And these are little human brains that are very smart. Oh my gosh, yes. And they're going to get what they want. But again, where's, you know, where's that building of that intrinsic motivation? That's where the key is. We want them to be good people because that feels good. And we, and we want them to be, do well because they like how that feels, not because someone forced them to or bribed them to. So, so what little things do you do? Like if you're making the switch, you know, in the program, what are the things, some of the switches that the program makes within the school, like actionable things that you're doing to make this mental switch for the kids? Well, interesting enough, um, the, the switch for the kids was a piece of cake. It was switch for the staff. 
It's a mindset change. It was a huge mindset change, which Elise has brought that up several times. Elise, you talk about that. Well, when, well, I think you have to kind of tell how the program works and then I can kind of explain how the mindset change works. Yeah. So basically with the program, you work with the kids. You don't work against the kids. We literally say to our kids, we actually don't punish you here. We help you. So when you're having issues with something, we're just going to help you with that. Um, We just, there's only four rules in our school and they're just very simple and straightforward, but it's just simply you listen and follow directions because that's how we're going to give you your best learning. That's Mm -hmm. rule number one. And we explain it to the kids like that. Um, Rule number two is that you need to raise your hand um, before you speak or leave your seat. And that's how we're going to protect everybody else's learning. Of course, the teacher, as the kids get a little older, that looks a little different, but that's where it's, it starts, is to protect yours and everyone else's learning. And I say to the kids, if we let everybody move around and talk whenever they wanted, how much learning would take place? And you'll see their little hands come up to a zero. That's all right. So they understand it. And then number three is we keep hands and feet to self. And I said, that's how we keep our school safe, because you can't learn at your highest level if you don't feel safe and comfortable here. And then the last one is just respect your classmates and teachers. And that's how we make sure that our school feels happy and that we can connect to each other. And we constantly say to our kids, we're going to take good care of each other here. We're going to make mistakes sometimes, and that's okay. We'll help you with your mistakes. We're going to fix it, and then we're going to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so really it was a mind shift of take down all of your stuff in your classroom that is motivating kids in in an extrinsic way and really just focus on teaching helping the kids. The teachers love it because they literally can just teach. They don't have to do all this other right. token economy <laughs> reward system. Right. Trying to keep the gimmicks. Track. Gimmicks. Yeah. And they're tricks and gimmicks. So Elise has just always said, this is a mindset change from we're not, this is not punitive at all. This is about helping them and moving them forward and realizing these are kids that we're going to grow into a great adults, which mm-hmm. by the way, they're going to be taking care of us in a short period of time. <laughs> they're going to be operating on us. They're going to be running our cities and towns. Like we mm-hmm. want good, strong, healthy people. Yeah. We don't want manipulators at all. I love that. So what does that mindset change look like Elise, at your school? So like Gina said, it's, that you're helping the student, you're not punishing the student. So they have different helps in place. And this is where some people think, whoa, you can't do that. But that's where the mindset change change comes in that, hey, we're doing this to help. One thing that's important to note is that the teachers don't get upset. They don't show anger. They're they're positive and upbeat. So I think Gina... This would be a good time to explain the helps that are in place. Yeah. So when you're in a classroom, let's say that two kids are talking. Um, The first step is that you just give them a warning. And the research actually shows that will take care of the problem about 85 to 90 percent of the time. And we've actually found that to be very accurate. So you say to a student, hey, you know, we're not talking right now. We're learning. There's your warning. But there's no emotion behind it. There's no lift of the eyebrows. There's no scrunch of your nose. It's just matter of fact. You're more like a referee in the classroom. You're not a judge. 
you're just running the classroom and keeping the learning going. So you would just say, oh, there's your warning. We're not talking right now. End of story. And you go right on. Let's say the problem continues. Maybe they're good little friends and they just can't stop talking. Mm -hmm. Then every chair in our classroom has what we call, we call think chair. Is that every what class has yeah, a every chair. Classroom. Yeah. Every classroom has what we call think chair. All it is is a desk that just sits usually at the back of the classroom. It faces the classroom, but it just allows them to get out of the situation, which again, will stop the problem. That's what So it's a restructured says. timeout. It is a timeout, but it's not any type of a gloom or you're in trouble. Right. It's just a matter of you literally say to the kid, go ahead and move to the think chair, get your power back. End of story. The kids know you're not mad at them. They know that none of that. It's just let me help you get into a better place. Mm -hmm. And they're still participating in the lesson. Mm -hmm. They're still involved in the class. They're still participating. Um, they're not facing the corner. They're not ostracized the from the class. They'll raise their hand. You call on them. They give great answers. Yep. You're just taking them out of the situation. That's out of all the distracting you. situation. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then it allows them to focus and move on. And then at our school, if it's a continued problem, we have um, what we call a skills room where we just have them go down and get extra coaching. We do a lot of role playing with them there. Um, but we use our skills room for everything. It's not mm -hmm. just for behavior stuff. We use it for a quiet place to take a test. Maybe you broke your arm and can't go to PE. Um, we have, you know, maybe you need a place to finish up an assignment. We use it for literally everything, including that. But we have a coach in there that kind of coaches them through. What is it you're struggling with? Let's help you. Let's get you right back to class. But there's just no emotion. There's no anger behind it. It's just very straightforward. And because there's no emotion, it goes from punishment to help. You want the kid going to skills, walking down the hall to skills saying, man, I got to fix that. I can't keep doing this. You don't want him saying, oh, I hate my teacher. She's terrible and awful. No, it's not about the teacher. It's about them and helping them grow into good people. Mm -hmm. And then so when the teachers, oh, sorry, Gina, when the teachers and students are calm, they're connecting more. You have a happier classroom. The learning environment goes up. It's a win-win. Which is an important part of the program, too. We try to create classrooms that kids want to be there. That's They want to be part of it. It's their preferred environment. They'd rather be in that classroom than any place else. So that's well, part of it. And that translates to all, all facets of life. I mean, research has showed that even on a parenting level, when we stop punishing our kids and using shame in parenting, then behavior improves astronomically. Mm -hmm. Like... In, in, in an ideal situation and a doable situation at that, zero punishment in the home results in better behavior. That doesn't mean there's no boundaries. And no. so I guess that that's a question I, I bet a lot of teachers bring up. How can we have boundaries in the classroom without having any punishment? Because a lot of teachers equate punishment to consequences and boundaries. And they're like, if there's no, if there's no punishment, we got no boundaries. We've got no consequences which is not the case, right? No, because you have your expectations are set and we hold strong to those expectations mm -hmm. and everyone is called out on it. It doesn't matter if you're the quietest, nicest kid in the class. If you're talking, you're going to get called out on it when you're not supposed to be. So yeah, we have high expectations, but we also, you know, the, we are very consistent in calling out when there's a problem. Mm -hmm. We don't let things and the and the kids know that it's a learning school. 
you emphasize that this mm-hmm. we're here to learn and mm-hmm. these rules that and helps that we have help us all to learn. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Make it just very clear. Dang. And so, I mean, Elise, you're just about a year in. What are some that you said you, you've noticed some significant changes just in the short time that you, the program has been in your school? I hear fewer loud voices from teachers <laughs> who are frustrated <laughs> with their class. Yeah. Um, uh, you have more energy at the end of the day. The, the kids are enjoying their teachers more. They know what the expectations are. They don't have to worry that the teacher's going to blow up or something like that. And that the teacher's going to take care of things so that their learning is protected. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever thought about maybe doing like a parent night to help this translate to the home level? Because it's hard <laughs> when it like when at the school level, right, we have this great intrinsic motivational stuff and then they get home and they get punished and shamed and bribed and, you know, all the other stuff. And they come back and it's like, all right, so let's start over again. Yeah, I do. T- I do parent trainings on this. Yeah. And, and I've done the really same. Really? So what do you guys, so what do you, do you just go into the same stuff when you do these parent trainings? Uh-huh. We just teach them. Here's, here's a great management program for you to use at home. It matches our school, which makes it great for your kids. That's just, ours is a school wide program. So it doesn't matter if they're in the cl- lunchroom, mm-hmm. library, in their classroom and PE, it looks exactly the same. And so when a teacher, anyone says they're, you know, Hey, we're not doing that right now. There's a warning. They know what that means. It's consistent. Mm-hmm. So what does this, does this miracle program have a name? Um, <laughs> what, what, what's it called? So people can look this thing up, dude. Got the classroom management secrets, classroom management secrets. Awesome. It's not that secret though. It's pretty awesome. Actually. Yeah. Worst <laughs> yeah. kept secret ever for the best reasons. Gotcha, man. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I've been loving learning today. It's it's reaffirmed some things that I've been I've been learning from other endeavors and speaking things I've been doing. And so, um, I love I love the idea of that because we started at the young age with the elementary schools, and then we can like get it off to the to, to schools like my high school and you know upper level schools. Man, we are going to have some strong, strong leaders and like strong adults out in the work field. And and I would suggest that you read the book, The Classroom Management Secrets, before before you try to implement it. If you're, you you need to read it so you can understand it and explain it and sell people Mm -hmm. on it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it seriously is awesome. It's been life-changing for our school, for our teachers, even more than I imagined. I mean, I knew what the research said and I went after it. I get that, but it's far more than what I ever expected. Truly. That doesn't mean we don't have hard kids. We have plenty of hard kids, but we know what to do with them. And that's the difference. That's awesome. So guys go read that book. Um, It'll be linked in the podcast description. Um, and I'll find a link to the, to the program itself as well. And put that in the description as well. So you guys can go check it out. You can go learn, you can go read it and understand it and make an improvement and be a help to your school and your community. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on again for this segment of starting little ending big with the Utah school counselors association. Hope you all have a wonderful day and we'll see you on the next one. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.